Hey. Tyler. Hey. What's going on? Well, you know, movie and TV stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess we'll just burn off the quick news right off the hop. Hit me with it. Okay, so we got Chronicle 2. Will be a female-led sequel set 10 years after the original. Did you ever watch that movie? No, I didn't. It's actually really good, and it was like Michael B. Jordan and Dane DeHaan's like one of the one of their first movies. Hmm. It's actually not bad. Yeah, I can't say I've seen it, but interesting choice. All female lead, ten years yeah. down the road. Uh, Panic got canceled after one season at Amazon. Never watched that. So. Yeah, probably to the surprise of nobody. Uh, Wednesday Adams Netflix series. Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to play Morticia. I think that's like the easiest casting call ever. Yeah, that seems like a pretty simple one there. Uh, Amazon Studios is teaming up with Sterling K. Brown, the John Wick creator, Derek Colstead, on a show called Coyote Blue. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clancy Brown is the latest to audition for John Wick Chapter 4. They yeah. just keep fucking adding. Jesus. Like, I, I can't wait for that movie. Yeah. I hope with the amount of people they're adding that they're, like, not afraid to, like, completely off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got Vince Vaughn going on an Apple TV series, Bad Monkey, from the Ted Lasso co-creator. So, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, White Lotus on HBO did so good that they just got picked up for a second season. And it looks like they're... Do an anthology type thing. All new people. Yeah. Which could be interesting. Yeah. That shows on my PVR and I haven't watched it yet. I have not watched it yet either myself. Uh, John Lithgow is teaming up with Leonardo DiCaprio or joins Leonardo DiCaprio in the new Scorsese movie Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Talk about a stacked cast for that one. Yeah. And I'm a big John Lithgow fan. So I mean fucking right on. Uh, Margot Robbie is going to be in the new Wes Anderson film. Sure. Don't have a whole lot more information on that. Apparently Marvel is going to be doing multiple animated series following their debut of What If, which could be interesting. I haven't sat down and watched it yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, I've been, I think I might wait until they're all out because they're mm-hmm. short, right? I think they're yeah. like 20 minutes, so. Uh, we got the creator of power courtney a camp she just signed a multi-year deal with netflix and well we both are big fans of power so can't wait to see what that that breeds mm-hmm. uh, then we got emily blunt will play a pinkerton detective kate warren in a new co-production with the rock so obviously they've uh, got a good relationship after doing jungle cruise yeah robert rodriguez just set a first look deal with hbo max Always a win. I'm all right with that. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creators of the OA are going to do a limited series at FX called Retreat, which I am super into. FX seems to be really killing it with these uh, mini series here. Yeah. And this one seems like it's like Gen Z amateur web sleuths trying mm-hmm. to like solve a murder at a camp. Yeah. Like, that sounds real dumb. And I kind of want to see that. I'll definitely be watching it. Yeah. And finally, what we do in the shadows. Renewed for season four. Yeah. 
I really got to check out that movie. Yeah, watch the movie. The show's really good. The movie's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think you mentioned, like, if you like the movie, then check out the show. Yeah, if you like the movie, you're going to like the show. Yeah. And then some kind of our interesting ones here. Roku is actually going to do some stuff with those Quibi shows they bought. Yeah, I can't say I expected that, but I'm happy for it because whatever gets me more Reno 911. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to premiere 23 new, what they're calling Roku Originals, which is just the Quibi stuff. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know if it's the new story was in this week or what week, but they they announced that they're going to do like a new season of Reno and it's going to be like full length episodes. Oh, thank God. So, which makes me really want them to do The Fugitive as like a full length show because that was one of the ones I checked out and yeah. like, I was like, that does not work in like a two minute like Quibi thing that you watch on your phone at yeah, all. Yeah, not really. But like, I want a Fugitive TV show because... I love those movies. So. I I hope they do something with all of these shows. Cause there was yeah. some decent stuff in that. It was just Quibi was a fucking. I, Quibi was Quibi. Let's say yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we beat that fucking horse to death. But like the new ones we're getting. Andy Cohen Diaries, man, Benedict, man, bah. Alba versus Block, I caught a few episodes. Okay. I don't know. It was interesting, but not like mind-blowing or anything. Eye Candy, Fierce Queens, Floored, Gone Mental, Mapleworth Murders. Like, a lot of these I never fucking watched. Run the City, The Sauce, Tingled Out, Squeaky Clean, Thanks a Million. Yeah. I don't know. Reno 911, that's really all I want, so... Fair enough. Fair enough. Or that one that Adam Devine did, I actually quite enjoyed. What was that one? It was kind of like him where he just meets up with other celebrities and they do stupid things. Was that the the new punk? No. There was the, there was the new punk remake, but the An- Andy Devine one, I can't remember what it was called. Like, in one episode, he grabs Blake, like his former castmate and BFF there from uh, Workaholics. They right. go and do like a destruction derby. Oh, okay. And there's another one. He, he him and, uh, I can't remember his name. He's a comic. They go and take snakes out of like a plane graveyard. Okay. So it was just kind of stuff like that. I don't know. They were short, but they were funny. I enjoyed it. I'd like if they kept doing stuff like that. I was into it. I'm just glad that, like, the people that made those Quibi shows get to keep making them if they want, it seems. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of creators in that original Quibi thing, and then, like, everyone realized, hey, Quibi is shit. So it failed. But there were some good ideas for some of those shows, so. Mm. And then, All right. So in other news here. Yeah. It looks like... AMC and Warner Bros. have just uh, agreed to a 45-day ex- exclusivity window mm-hmm. for 2022 films. Yeah. So exclusive to AMC for 45 days. Yeah. 
Hearts, it seems like they have pretty much the same deal with Cineworld. Mm-hmm. It's like a 45 days-ish. I feel like this is going to be what it is now, because I want to say some other studios had similar like 30 to 45 days. Like I want to say Paramount is like that. Mm-hmm. Like the Fast and the Furious ones. Stuff, so. I wonder if the day and date is like what we were hoping for is now just going to be like a month later, it seems. Which I'm I'm okay with that still. Yeah. I, I I can get by like a month would be I would be ideal or I'd yeah. be like okay, thirty days, and then let me be able to watch it at home. Yeah, forty five is a little longer than I'd like, and I I guess obviously from a theater perspective, like one week or two weeks, that's just not long enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot better than what we had before, which was like, hey, six months later, you're going to get the VOD. Yeah. So. Step in the right direction. I'd like to see that then bump it down two weeks, but I'll take what I can get for now. Yeah, pretty much. And then, looking in the sad jackass news, I think we talked about before with Bam Margera. Apparently, he's slinging a bunch of lawsuits at them. Yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm real curious what if this goes anywhere because from everything we talked about, it seemed like they had everything laid out for him to do it, and he just didn't do it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's gonna get any ground with this personally. I mean, you never know. Yeah, but, but yeah, the the fact of the matter is, is they were like it. It all boils down to like insurance and safety and all that other stuff, and it's like, yeah. hey, man, like you're kind of an alcoholic and you do drugs and you have some mental disorders and like, we want you on the team, but like we got to keep everyone safe and we can't have anyone like die, you know? So let's get you some help. Let's get you sober. Let's get your like mental health figured out and sorted out. Let's get you healthy. And he just wasn't into it. Yeah. Was he wasn't doing it. And like, those are the terms they agreed on. I guess the, where there might be some ground is he is Bam has stated that like when he was first going into Jackass four and was following this routine that he wrote skits and like stunts that he presented to them. And then he was kicked off of Jackass and they did these stunts anyway. Uh, So part of the lawsuits is kind of like him going, Hey, this is my creative property that came with me being part of this movie and when you removed me from the movie like you're using my creative property without my express permission and it's kind of going after that thing so uh, okay. i haven't heard anything from the other side so i don't know how true that is because i mean like if he sits down with someone else and they both talk about something and come up with it do they both need to like it'll be interesting like i, I don't yeah. know where the precedent is for something of that nature yeah or yeah Especially with something as weird as Jackass, where it's just like they're all getting together doing dumb shit, right? Yeah. And well, some of those skits just happen, right? Like they're not even planned, right? So it's yeah. Be, well, yeah. At the at the end of the day, though, like I still wouldn't even be too worried if I was because like every time they release a Jackass movie, shortly after they release the point five version, right? Like <laughs> right, two, yeah. then two point five, three, yeah. then three point five. So and those those half versions still isn't all of the footage. No. Right? Like, they typically have, like, I think in an interview I heard 15 or 20 hours of, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good usable footage that they chop down into a movie and then they chop a little bit more that they really like into the 
5.5 version, mm-hmm. Bam wasn't, as far as I know, on into this movie for too long before he kind of got booted. Yeah, I want to say it was pretty short. So, like, I'm th- in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, if he's going to say, like, oh, you used my footage or my ideas, it probably wouldn't be that difficult to just take pull, him out, take yeah. that footage out of or his stunts that he created that he wasn't a part of, take them out of the film and put something else in there, right? But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is just, it's sad for like that whole scene, especially just because we've been, we grew up with it, so it's like seeing the split is like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's pretty sad, that's for sure. But, yeah, I'll be curious if anything comes of it. And then we got that How I Met Your Father cast. It's apparently filling out with uh, Hilary Duff. Yeah, I'm looking at the names, and uh, aside from Tom Ainsley, I don't really recognize any of these people. Yeah. I'm more just curious, like... I think this is its own thing. Like, I don't think this touches on in the original show. Which is what I was curious about. Yeah, I guess it don't like it's obviously not how she met Ted. No, because like Hillary Duff is not yeah insert actress that fuck, I I thoroughly enjoy but can't remember her name. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So obviously it's not that, but I wonder. It's like I figured it was going to be a standalone thing, like How I Met Your Father. Yeah. But I just kind of assumed it would be in the same universe. Right? Like, it's someone else telling the story of how they met their father and, like, wherever it takes place. But, like, I I was hoping secretly, like, maybe there would be an episode where, like, one of her friends gets hit on by Barney. Right, right. Right? Or they run in, they happen to, like, do an episode where they're trying to find the best burger in town and they run into the, you know, like, I that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But other than that, I didn't expect it to really be linked in any way. Yeah, and, like... I don't think they've, like, said that, like, hey, we're never gonna do that. Like, it, it takes place in New York, so it's the same place, so I mm-hmm. think, like, the door is open if they want to, link, wink and nudge, mm-hmm. you know, to it. You know, maybe you don't get some of the characters back, but maybe, like, you know, the thing of, like, oh, you meet your doppelganger kind of thing in New York. Like, maybe they do stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, bring some sort of, like, plot threads into it, which I think would be a nice wink and nod type thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I want out of this show. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know either. I'm going to give the first couple episodes a go to see if it just gives me that same feeling. Feel. Yeah. yeah. And go from there. But I don't have any high, like, I wouldn't even say high. I just, I don't have any expectations. I'm just going in clear and open minded and, See what we get. Yeah, me too. Because I, like, I think the the original show is fine. Like, I thought how it was and where it ended, I thought was fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, curious nonetheless. Yeah. And we got Emma Stone is about to close the deal for Cruella two, which is interesting given that 
you know, all the lawsuit and she was debating suing and that whole rigmarole. Yeah. So this is especially interesting because I bet Disney just quietly heard that and went, hey, I wonder if we just lock you in right now. Yeah. Um, to prevent another lawsuit. So, and look at in this article, it says, oh, apparently she got a really good payday, which makes sense. You're trying to not get her to sue. Mm hmm. Uh, where is it? Let's say, I remember reading it. But apparently she got like quite a bit more. And I want to say they're working like she's getting some of the VOD stuff for the second one too. So. Which makes sense. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm still curious how that Scarlett Johansson one ends up and all of that so yeah that one i'm really curious about but it's it's just yeah, it was funny like because it's like oh yeah she's thinking about doing a lawsuit and then disney was like hey how about we quietly just like double or triple what you got paid last time <laughs> <laughs> and like of course like any any actor would be like all right sure like take that dump truck and you know pour it on my lawn and let's get going yeah so yeah And then American Horror Stories. It's getting season two. Which I'm super into. I thoroughly enjoyed for the most part. Yes, I will get into that when we talk about that because there's some things that I did not like, but overall I think it's cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think this is this is a no-brainer. I think it did well enough. Yeah, I just want the American Horror Story, the new season, to fucking start. Yeah. This, I guess this kind of ties into the other article we have here, too. It's getting yeah. a bunch of spinoffs. Which I... <laughs> like, so we're getting American Love Story, an American um, Sports Story. Yeah. And American Crime Story. Yeah. I that's a lot yeah I, I don't know yeah like American Love Story is gonna tell a scripted tale about John F. Kennedy Jr. and Carol Kennedy which like I'm not gonna lie I don't give a fuck about that nope not even a little bit but what I do think would be interesting is like the American Sports Story because they're gonna tell the Aaron Hernandez story yeah but I'll go on Netflix there's like six of them and, like, I look at that, too, and it's like, just roll that into, like, the crime story they already have. Like, what they did with OJ. Like, just do a season of that, if you want to do Hernandez. Did they already do an American, a season of an American crime story? That's what I'm curious, because they're, like, American crime story officially in development. But, like, that's, is that not already what is out? I don't think so. Let me pull it up. What is it called? It's, it was... I, like, I thought it was already American Crime Story. I, not by, not by Ryan Murphy. Yeah, yeah American Crime Story is is what the one that did OJ and the Gucci one. And oh. the third one is the impeachment season. Oh, so I didn't know that. So what the Oh, fuck? so the new, okay, so the currently in development one is Studio 54. Which is oh. the fourth installment oh. following the impeachment season. Oh, okay. 
which will follow Steve Rubel and Ian Schrager, who in 1977 turned the Manhattan disco into a mecca of nightlife, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm all right with for Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is a lot. And this was also like, so, cause all this was happening, um, at the, uh, television critics association. And one of the dudes at Disney was like talking about how like they kind of want to get Ryan Murphy back in their house because he's kind of in some other places right now. Yeah. So like that's, uh, what was it? It was a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about like that looper video of like people that should were almost cast. Yeah. So I went down the thing and like watched all of the looper videos about like American horror stories. And they were talking about like how like, after this next season of like American Horror Story, like, is there gonna be more? And because he hasn't signed back on yet and stuff, like it's weird. Mm -hmm. Such a weird thing because he's doing a bunch of Netflix stuff, right? So it's yeah, I'm I very. Know. I mean, I mean, I all I know is that we're getting American Horror Story up until season four, thirteen. So okay, so have they confirmed it's up to? That? Oh yeah, yeah. But we're on the tenth season right now, and it's been re renewed up until the thirteenth season. Okay, so okay. we're de we're definitely getting three additional seasons after this season of American Horror Story. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, this is also like it's funny too, of course, because Disney's like, "Oh yeah, we want to get him back," and it's like, "Oh, you want to get the biggest guy in TV back?" Yeah, of course. Like. He's a hot commodity right now. He's absolutely crushing it. Right. So. You know, to, to think that's also the guy that did Glee. That's where he started yeah. out with, right? That's, that's <laughs> crazy to think about. Yeah, especially when you look at some of the American horror stories. It's like, huh. Weird that that's where you started and now this is where you are. But yeah, two very different worlds. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> high school singing to high school murders at summer camp. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, that's all, we pretty much covered all that, like, going into Disney and stuff. Yeah. And so maybe one day he will, but, I mean, he's got a lot on his plate right now. Yeah. I guess our last piece of news is we're getting an Alien series on FX. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and this is really interesting because they were saying, like, they kind of want to root it in like some of the original stuff and they like kind of know what they're doing which like a good alien tv series would be fucking rad mm -hmm. right from the creator of fargo which in its yeah. own was really good so yeah i'm intrigued i'm intrigued yeah and it's yeah they're saying it's hopefully be faithful to ridley scott and like cameron's films which yeah. You would have to if 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 they if they don't keep it true to that kind of stuff. Like it's going to get ripped apart. It's going to be Kevin Smith's He Man all over again. Or like what happens with the Predator movies, right? Where they mm -hmm. try to take them in like crazy different directions, and people are like, "That's not the fucking Predator shit we want." Yeah, exactly. I'm curious if this if this sides more on like the Prometheus side of alien stuff, or like the alien on a ship stuff. Hmm, that's a good question. Right? Because that's kind of like the two different alien almost like franchises, right? I would honestly be okay with either. 
I was hoping that, oh, what, what the fuck was that HBO Max one that we watched that was fucking weird as shit and not that good? Oh, Raised by Wolves? Yes, I was hoping that was going to be like the Prometheus, like HBO TV show, and then it turns out that, that it super the fuck was not. Yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. A lot. It's, it sucked a lot. That was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I just remember the ending of that fucking series and then that space worm is like floating away and I just like had this thought of like what the f- like what the fuck yeah like all right that's where we're going all right I don't yeah I I I probably will not be watching another season of that but I, I will check it out just out of morbid curiosity but, but yeah I'm I'm really curious what this series ends up being. Yeah, I am curious as well. I mean, like, I will definitely check it out. I'm a fan of Aliens. I can't yeah. say I'm a mega fan or a super fan, but I mean, I enjoyed the majority of the movies, and I like the Prometheus movies, so... Yeah, me too. I know I it was... Mean, I could take it in any direction, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't like those, like, Prometheus ones, so... But I thought they were fine enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of potential for this. I think it's like you said earlier, FX and their limited series lately are pretty good, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that all we got for news? That's it for news. Alright. See so what's free guy. Oh, am I on the wrong week? Yep. Okay. Manifest. What's, <laughs> what's manifest? So everyone at work has been talking about this fucking show called Manifest. Okay. And I finally was like, all right, I'll 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 watch some of it. So I think I'm, I don't know, seven or eight episodes into the first season. Okay. Nef- it's a Netflix show. And the whole premise is this flight takes off from Montego Bay. Oh, I think heading, I've seen this. Heading for New York. And it disappears. It just never arrives. No one knows what happens. Fast forward like five and a half years later. Okay. This plane mysteriously appears in the air again and calls in and lands at New York and they get like diverted to a different airstrip and you know NSA and all these people show up and the people on the plane have no idea like they just got on the plane time has been normal for them but in reality the plane had been missing for five and a half years and all of a sudden just showed up okay all these people get off this plane and it's like they've been missing for five and a half years so they have to like go back to some semblance of the life that they had. Okay. So that's a really cool premise. Do they deliver on that? Like, is it good? So far they do. It's honestly, to me, it's very reminiscent of leftovers. Okay. You've got my attention. I got, I get leftover vibes from it. Okay. Because these weird things start happening to some of the passengers. Okay. On this plane. So like, I won't spoiler alert a whole lot. But like the main, it focuses mainly on this dude. So he, before this whole plane thing, I guess I should back it up. He's married. He's got two kids. They're twins, a boy and a girl. Okay. The boy's got terminal cancer. Okay. They were on vacation or whatever to just kind of like get their minds off of everything. They go to leave. They announce that the flight's been overbooked. So he goes, fuck it. I'll take the next flight because... You know, 
I could use that flight voucher that could cover the cost of flights for us to fly somewhere to get more treatment for our son who's dying. Right. So the kid who's dying, like, wants to stick with his dad. So they stay back. And his sister, who just went through, like, a horrific car crash where her best friend died. Right. She decides she'll hang back, too. So the mother and the daughter, they get on the normal plane. The dad, the child, and the dad's sister, they stay back. They're on the plane that disappears for five years. So they come back to reality. And because five years has passed, but real time for them, you know, technology is different. Now, all of a sudden, there's different treatment options for, you know, his son to cure his cancer. His son's twin sister, though, is also five years older now. So there's like that weird dynamic. Oh, okay. Right. And then like his sister who stayed back, she's an NYPD cop. She got proposed to before they got on the plane. She said, I don't know. Let me think about it. You know, she comes back and she was going to say yes, but five years has passed. So now her ex-boyfriend or now ex-boyfriend, he's married someone else. She has to go back into the police force and they're both cops. So she's like working with her ex-boyfriend who's now married to her best friend and like all sorts of like weird dynamics like that. But it gets really like, I don't, cause I'm not far enough in. I don't know if it's supernatural or if it's heavenly or like what's going on, but there's like little things where. A bunch of these passengers, they get like little voices that come into their head. This is and, giving me like super lost vibes almost. I mean, you, I, I, you haven't watched Lost. I've watched Lost, probably, so I, I can't comment if it's but Lost. This sounds vibes. very much like Lost. But it's definitely giving me leftover vibes because they hear these little voices in their head and they start like just, they call it the calling. Okay. So, like, I can't, like, one minor spoiler alert just sure. so, like, you yeah, can yeah. understand what I'm talking about here. Sure. Like at one point, the girl, the sister, she's jogging, and she hears this "let them like let them free, let them free" voice, and she like walks across this junkyard and sees two dogs. She ignores the voice, and then she hears it like she wakes up in the middle of the night. Free them, free them! So she goes back. She decides she's gonna free these dogs. She thinks okay. it's fucking weird. All of a sudden, her brother shows up. It's like, what are you doing here? And he's like. I drove past this junkyard and I heard free them in my head. And he's like, okay. I can't get the voice out of my head. So they let the dogs go. But they keep hearing this free them voice. So eventually, they, because she's also a cop, her and her ex-boyfriend, who's also a cop, go to return these dogs because there's someone had footage of them letting these dogs out of the junkyard. She returns the dogs. Sketchy dude's like, oh, thank you, whatever. And she hears the voice again, free them, free them. So she starts like exploring the junkyard and then she like finds a, I don't know, shed or something with a lock on it, breaks into it. There's two little girls that have been missing in there. Okay. So then everyone's kind of like, how did you know? And she's like, oh, just, you know, good detective work. She's got this voice in her head. That's kind of how this, like what carries on through the season. There's just like these weird little voices and it's kind of like a mind puzzle and like everything's connected. And then the boy... I won't say anything, but he starts hearing, developing, and getting these intuitions and stuff, which kind of link everything. And basically, like, I still don't, because I haven't finished it. I don't know what entirely is going on here. Sure. But it's, like, all super connected. Like, there's something that happened on this plane that made it disappear, and everyone on this plane is, like, linked. And you don't know if it's a religious thing or a supernatural thing or a power thing. Like, I... But it's it's very when you start watching it and like they start like kind of trying to figure out what's going on with the voices and what's going on with this because like that's just one of the things that's happening to some of these passengers. Right. 
you kind of like I, that's where it gives me sure uh, leftover vibes. Okay, I'm intrigued. That sounds all right. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Like everyone at work was just raving about it. They all got into it, so I was like, okay, fuck it. All right. I'll crush a few episodes. I'm into it. I'm like three quarters of the way through the first season, and I'm at some point in the next week I'm going to finish it because I'm super curious what's it's getting to some like really intense part and it's like one big mystery so you're like wait is this what's going on is this what's going on and like you're constantly trying to figure it out yourself and I like those yeah yeah I just added this to the list looks like there's Mm -hmm. three seasons Mm -hmm. so it was originally an NBC show oh okay so all right I'll check that out yeah that's Manifest so far. Yeah. And we uh, we both watched American Horror Stories. So you watched all of it? Yeah. Okay. So I watched that influence. I've watched it all too. So that influ- influencer episode, that, that episode was cool as shit. Yeah. I that was I great. Really liked it. They, uh, they definitely fucking shit on some real life people that was like, yeah, okay, that's a rad. Mm hmm. So, so that episode was cool. And Danny Trejo is like a fucking serial killer. Santa was also very cool. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. And what was after that one? Was that one the? It was the baby the, one, right? That one was weird. Yeah, I was hit and miss on that one. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that one was. Yeah, it it almost that one gave me vibes of like the witch seasons, kind of. Okay. Like, because like all of these episodes kind of like have some sort of a vibe of like a previous season almost, it seems like. Yeah. And that one kind of seemed like it was very much like that. And then what was after that? That was the Woods one. I'm trying to look right now because I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was because there's only seven episodes. Yeah, Feral. Which, the uh, the people in the woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that one, and again, so, like, the baby one, I was like, man, the feral one, I was like, okay, kind of, maybe I can get into it. It kind of, it wasn't overly for me, though. Yeah. I was, like, kind of disappointed by it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, like, feral zombie people. Ooh. Yeah. And then I, sorry, go on. And then they end it with the house again. Yeah, that one, see, this is where they lost me. Yeah. That one, so, like, it's, I thought American Horror Stories were supposed to be individual ones, Mm -hmm. but kind of in the same universe. Yes. And But then they go super fucking, like, three-tier meta Inception bullshit with this Game Over episode, where, like, they reference the actual show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then some, so like, oh yeah, like the kid loves the show so much and the mother's trying to vie for her kid's attention and affection and approval. So she makes this game. But then it's like, then she goes and buys the murder house and gets murdered in it. So in this universe, murder house exists as a TV, American Horror Story exists as a TV show. Therefore, it's a TV show and it's not real. But, but somehow then it is she, real. But then, yeah, somehow <laughs> she goes to Murder House and it is real and she gets murdered in Murder House. And then... Yeah, they really inceptioned the whole fucking, like, universe. <laughs> yeah, and then the house gets burnt down so the spirits are free, but they build condos and Murder House people are still kind of 
there. It, yeah, it's and then the whole thing ends with like it being another video game, but maybe not because the red ball rolls around, so maybe she's just in her personal heaven. <sighs> it I I want I was so upset with this episode, man. Like yeah, me too. This series started off so good and I was so hyped and I'm like Fuck yes, I'm into this, mm-hmm. and it was good right right up until episode four, and then the last three, starting with the the baby one, they progressively just got worse and then worse and then just fucking terrible. Yeah, and like I, I liked the feral episode. That one I actually didn't mind, but the one before that I was like, eh. But like we're. <laughs> Where I don't like this is like, it's like you said, this was supposed to be like discrete stories mm-hmm. and it's seven episodes and 50% of it is the house from the TV show. Like, I don't know. Like if you're going to pitch this as an anthology, individual stories, maybe don't do 50% of your season on stories that have already been told. Right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I was super happy to see like some of the people in like oh, yeah. that last episode in murder house, like yeah. Scott McDermott, is that his name? Yeah. 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 So I was like, Oh, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. But I don't like how it was meta in meta in meta in meta in meta. And it's not real, but it is real, but it's a show, but it's not like, yeah. And then for some reason, the thing that like really pissed me off is like after the house burns down and they turn it into condos, somehow they're million dollar condos. And redhead girl comes back to buy a condo in hopes that her dead girlfriend is still somehow on the premises, but decides that she's going to pay for the whole thing in cash because she's an international assassin. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. And they just throw it out there so casually and she straight up tells the realtor. Oh, we're, you know, we're building our relationship on honesty. I'm an international assassin. Ha 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 cool get out of my house i'm gonna pay for it in cash like that just seems like the stupidest it was dumb as cheesy, shit like yeah like whoever was dumb as fuck wrote that fucking lincoln like oh fuck how are we gonna get her back over there oh she'll buy one of the condos uh let, yeah but let's make the million dollar condo you didn't have to do that no no you could have just didn't had her to, buy a condo yep but no they decided to throw an exorbitant price tag on there fuck how are we going to explain this how's this like 22 year old girl gonna afford a million dollar condo She's an international assassin. That's yep. it, right there. Yep. How are we going to explain that to the audience? We don't. We'll just we'll just get her to tell the realtor that's what she does. That's how they'll know. Okay, brilliant thinking. It's like holy fuck! Did you guys hire the writers from Riverdale for this last episode? Because I'm <laughs> I not. Shit. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's, just, it's such a weird thing because like, I don't like that they did so much with the house. Like, I, I get the first, like, two episodes being about the house where it's like, okay, get your audience, like, okay, this is in American Horror Story, but not, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I thought that was a good bridge, you know, to do that. And then, like, it seemed like they were just going to do all these discrete stories, and I was totally on board for that. But then, like you said, they kind of got, like, worse and worse, and then they just decided to fucking blow up their whole universe. <laughs> well, and, like, if this is supposed to be in the universe, like... Where do we carry on with the actual American Horror Story series? Yeah. Right? Because, uh, like, you find out that Murder House is the focal point for where, you know, Lucifer gets, like, respawned and... It ties into so much. Yeah. And, and now, now it's, it's gone. 
Or is so, it? Because I don't know uh, if it's gone. Yeah, that is also the truth. Is like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, such a they. It, it's such a uh, who who made that decision to do that. <laughs> I don't know because it like, makes zero fucking sense as a fan. Clearly, Ryan Murphy was far too busy with Netflix for him to like look over the script and go, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. 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 I'm and now I'm even more curious cuz like they greenlit the second season of this, like what is that going to be? Hopefully better. Hopefully. I don't know. I I it started it it started strong in my opinion. It wasn't the ideal route I would take right off the hop, but I got it and it started yep. strong and it hooked me and it I enjoyed all of them and then all of a sudden it just like and we're yep. at the peak, so it's all downhill from here. And not only did they get worse, but like the the season finale was just bar none the worst yeah. I've, I've seen coming out of this universe. And it, it, yeah. it was incredibly disheartening. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because it had, it had so much potential. Mm-hmm. And it started off so strong, like you said, and then it just kind of... Yeah, someone from the Riverdale intern pool got hired. And they were like, man, what if... Yeah, like, fuck, like, I would have loved to have seen them, like, go back to the camp or something. Yeah, Link the yeah. camp. Yeah. But, like, to just fucking Inception, the whole metaverse of American Horror Stories was an yeah. odd choice indeed. They didn't like it. No. And that's really all I got to say about that. Yeah, me too. So I checked out a weird fucking documentary called Enemies of the State. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, so this is like, I don't know where I saw it, but it popped on my PPR. And it's like kind of in the vein of like the WikiLeaks stuff. So like, it's about this dude who apparently was running like a server where people would store like some WikiLeaks stuff. So this guy's running this server and so, like, that had to be intrigued. I was like, ooh, okay, like, intriguing, like, dude has information that he shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all about how, like, he apparently has, like, information on, like, the CIA or something that is, like, damning. But they never tell you what it is. So you don't know, like, it's like a weird thing of, like, hey, this guy's got really, like, fucked up information, like, WikiLeaks. But not in the case, like, in WikiLeaks, you found out what all that information was, right? Yeah. In this, they just never tell you. So hmm. you don't know, like, what make like, you don't know what makes it compelling, like, for this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, it goes on, like, that allegedly he has this information, and then, like, the CIA go- goes after him in real life, and he ends up trying to, like, having to flee to Canada and, like, stuff like that. And, like there's like parts of that where it's like okay maybe like is like is he does he really even have this information and it's like maybe maybe not oh it just sounds annoying yeah it was because like it's like an intriguing premise like that but like they just also never tell you what the information he has and it's like without that i i don't care right yeah you know what i mean so it's like yeah it's weird um yeah it was super weird um I don't know that I would recommend it. 
Well, you, hon- you honestly haven't sold me on it. So. No. So it's like, it's a weird thing because it was like, it's a documentary about like a dude that has information, but you never find out what the information is. So it's just about a dude that says he has information. It's like, eh, all right. Yeah, that sounds dull as shit. Yeah, it was. And we both watched the UFO series. Full disclosure, I've only watched the first episode. Ah, God. All right, well, what do you think about it so far, then? I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, all this is, like, publicly available knowledge, and I've watched so many alien and UFO documentaries (laughs) in my time that I don't think you could say anything about the second episode that would be like, oh, my God, spoiler, but I... I don't know. I really like how it's laid out. Yeah, me it's too. very it's very well put together. Yes. And that's Go ahead. That's like the only downside to like all the bajillion other like UFO shit I've seen is like kind of poorly sliced together and it has really shitty footage and like the people that they're talking to aren't always the most reputable and the experts they bring in are just people who watch a lot of UFO videos and browse yeah. the internet. So it's like are you really if like you're an armchair expert? Yeah. So like yep. it's it's nice to have like a, a high quality, well laid out and like well mm-hmm. I don't know, put together for lack of a better term. Yeah. And like you talking about like people like that are experts, like because it's only four episodes, like the aliens, bro. Yeah, exactly. They actually it, like most of the people they interview are actually like legit scientists that are like top of their field. So mm-hmm. they get like that I think is the cool part about the shows. They take they don't do like what you said where it's like oh this guy on a reddit thread is talking about how we saw an alien right and that's because that's kind of the subculture of it right yeah like they actually take the like rational like here is people that know what they're talking about that are giving you kind of like the objectives of like this and like hey this is like could totally be legit right yeah so and it's i will say there is man they have some videos in that series that it's just like that seems like it would be really hard to photoshop and that seems really legit <laughs> yeah it's some impressive footage nonetheless like i think there's in the last episode they show a few things where it's just like okay like i he sold me that seems legit mm-hmm. seems totally legit um it's cool i really like this for like a four episode thing but it also has like the clout of any thing about this subject matter is like at the end of the day you're still dealing with fucking aliens and that's a hard barrier to get your audience to overcome right because you're either going to buy into that or you're not yeah right so it's like it's that weird thing of like they show enough where it's like yeah totally but at the same time they don't show you an alien you know what i mean to be fair i don't think it's as hard of a barrier to cross because a lot of people assume alien yeah but the fact of the matter is, is we don't know. Yeah. yeah right. Like yeah. the very well, some of the shit that you see could be some crazy oh, technology yeah. and stuff yeah. that some country just like is Cut crushing it air, and yeah. yet not, not letting anyone know about. Right. Yeah, sure. And they, they absolutely do like explain that where like they take that approach of like at the end of the day, like this, sh- like we just don't know. Like, yeah, this shit is doing that stuff and we have no idea maybe it is some country that's just so advanced who knows maybe yeah which I think is like the right approach if you're going to do like a legit documentary on this shit taking well, the I, approach of like rational and like we just don't know versus like some of them where it's just like yo man they're definitely real 
you know, yeah. it's like that whole thing. So yeah, for sure. Cause that, like you said, that's where you'll lose a lot of people where you try to convince them that this is like aliens and aliens are coming. And mm-hmm. the fact, and, but the more you approach it from like a, a logical and an analytical kind of perspective and you actually get, yep. you know, people who are legit experts in various scientific fields and them going like, look, we don't know what this is. Like, could it be yep. from another planet? Yep. Sure. Anything is fucking possible. Yep. The galaxy is huge. We don't know. Yep. But could it be from another country or like a civilization that's hidden here on our own planet that we yep. don't know about? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes I think that makes it easier to digest because oh, yeah. yeah, you'll lose a lot of people when you start going aliens because then they think conspiracy and tinfoil hat bullshit. But yep. the fact of the matter is, is this all of this stuff could be right here on Earth and we would have no idea. Yeah, and that's what I really liked about this series is, like, they absolutely just played into, like, hey, here are the facts, here are the things we know, here's what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Take it from there. You either believe it or you don't, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and then that show also led me down a strange fucking rabbit hole of going down, like, UFO subreddits where I was like, all right, I spent, like, six hours on that, and I don't know why. But That'll happen. <laughs> I've, I've been down that rabbit hole before. Yeah. And- so many other bizarre ones like the lizard people living underneath Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I've I've gone down a few of those where I'm just like, why am I reading this seven hours later? This is obviously ridiculous, but I'm gonna yeah. keep reading it because Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So defending Jacob. Yeah. The hell is that? Apple TV show with uh Chris Evans and uh oh what's her name? Uh, and Michelle Doherty from you. I don't. She was in. What has she been in? I know her from Downton Abbey, but I know you don't. You don't watch that, so. No, I don't watch terrible shows. Hey, but anyway, so this is an Apple TV limited series that absolutely blew me out of the water. Um, it is nine episodes, and the premise is kind of, so Chris Evans plays like the district attorney for his state, and him and his wife have this son, and uh, a high school kid shows up dead in the park, and their kid gets in for it. And so it's all about trying to kind of figure out whether their kid did it or not, and like defending him in court when he used to be a lawyer. And it's really, really good, like, how they do it. Like, it's a real slow burn, but it's, like, really good. Um, and, like, the lead-up to, like, kind of who done it took a, like, 180 turn that I did not see coming. Like, how they end that show. Okay. That I was like, okay, that's... That's a way to do that. Um, which is kind of crazy um, when they reveal it. Um... Which I don't like. I won't spoil it in case you you want to watch it, but but yeah, it's really good. And Chris Evans is fucking great in that. Um, because it's always weird, like to see him not Captain America. I guess you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, but like he he like totally knocks it out of the park as like a lawyer dad kind of thing. And it's yeah, it's really good. Like I I was hooked on it. Like I started watching it and I binged it in like two days. Um, like him. It looks good. I'm not going to lie. Like I just added it to my list. So. Yeah. Like it, it gave me, uh, like it reminded me a lot of mirror V's town where I, like I got that feeling of like, Oh, this is a really good kind of like 
tight-knit crime whodunit thing that just wants like i just want to keep watching right Mm -hmm. so so yeah it's i have nothing but good things to say about it i thought it was really good and you should check it out another fucking win for apple tv yeah they're they are slowly like the more apple tv i watch the more i'm like hey they're doing the quality over quantity kind of thing and it's showing because like they don't have a lot but it seems like everything they have is really good Mm -hmm. so so yeah yeah. well even like i keep seeing previews for that coda and i'm curious about checking that out yeah yeah like there's a bunch that i i have like two other apple shows on my pvr that i want to watch so yeah they're they kind of won us over i guess eh yeah they they honestly really have yeah it's kind of crazy but it turns out apple tv is really good but yeah. Then I watched another documentary. I'll be gone in the dark, which is an HBO one. Which have you heard about this? No. Okay, so you know Patton Oswald? I am familiar. So his wife, or his late wife, was actually a like respected journalist. Yeah. And especially in true crime. So this documentary is about how she basically solved a serial killer murder case from her reporting and it's really fucking good and is um, it a, a like 90 minute like a one it's a mini series let's go okay um so it is basically about how his late wife basically solved the golden state killers just it's like something like 50 or 60 cases or something like it's crazy and it goes on for like 30 years like 20 to 30 years this guy was doing it yeah so it's like it goes down this rabbit hole and it and it's such a crazy fucking story because it also tells how his wife died which she killed herself because of how dark this shit was like she basically od'd on stuff to just like sleep it's crazy it's fucking crazy really yeah so it's it's it shows how it's basically him like Patton oswalt finishing her work and doing the documentary is like closure like his wife dying and like getting the case closure Mm -hmm. and yeah it shows how like for years and years she was like reporting on this and getting information and it shows like how she found like files and evidence linking stuff like getting people to like go hey this might actually be the same guy doing all this stuff and then she actually goes through and like starts to like get the ball rolling on like hey what if we use this guy's dna in like that like me 23 or like all those dna testing stuff she's like what if we plugged it into that and got a list of people that it could be and like so they do that and that's how they like solve the who done it and like bring this guy to trial like it's it's fucking crazy it's super good and especially and especially because it shows like the toll it took on his wife like dealing with this subject matter like day in and day out for like years and how she Mm -hmm. was basically like i need to take all of these substances just to sleep and one day she took too much so it's it's good it's it's an hbo crime documentary that is very well done right so i will have to uh yeah add that to the list yeah it's super good and it's like six or seven episodes not very long so I uh, I didn't realize that his wife's last name was McNamara. Yeah. Is it, 
there any relation to Catherine McNamara? Uh, I don't know. No, it doesn't look like it. Just a coincidence, I suppose. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, just added that. Yeah, it's super good. Like, super compelling. And, yeah. It, like, it was a crime documentary story that I had never heard of before. That also tells a fascinating story about that guy and his wife. And Like, it shows... It, it does a cool thing if it shows the toll that work takes on people, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's like you're staring at so much dark shit and living it for so long that you're just like... Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah. Definitely check it out. Added. Then Rick and Morty? Yeah, I got got one episode left. This season, man, I don't know. Not Not good? No. It just hasn't been as good as previous seasons. Really? Yeah, it just... I don't know. I, I don't even know why I added to the list. Like, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I just like... Other than it's not hitting? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with those guys. Huh. Because it always seems like like the show is just... If you, if you watch in like that show, it's just always good and what that show is, right? Yeah. So kind of... No, go ahead. It's just not anymore. Like, it's still good. Like, it's still entertaining. But like, if you were to... Press this season up against any other season that they've done. It just falls short. It's not as funny. The wit's not there. It just seems like the right the writing's gotten lazy or stale. Not really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Because I didn't weren't you talking it up when it first premiered? Yeah, but I mean it'd been a long time since I've seen any of the other ones. And just kind of like the the further we get into it, the the more I watch an episode, I'm like, that's not very good. Or this is, eh. okay. Right. And then I was talking, like, I have a few friends that are like big Rick and Morty fans. And so we kind of like talk about the season and like all of them are like, yeah, like this season's good, but it, like it sucks. Oh. Like it's, a, it's still entertaining. It's still funny. It's still Rick and Morty. But, but it's you, not. Okay. But it's not as good as any of the other seasons. Like it's arguably one of the worst seasons that they've ever done. Not to say that like it's terrible in the quality, but like when you compare it to everything that's come before, it's gone downhill. So is it like a community season like four kind of thing where it's like, hey, this is still the community, but it's not as yeah, good. It's not as good as the rest. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, going to kind of leave it at that. I don't know what else to say. Fair I still enough. have to watch the last episode, so maybe it comes around, but the last couple I've seen, it's just... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Something that I used to, like, flick on, and I would pay 100% attention to from start to finish, and now I'll flick it on and play on my phone, and it's just like, eh, I don't like I don't really feel like I'm missing anything. All right. Fair enough. And I really hope that they fix that going forward. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got as well. All right. Well, as always, if you have a thought or a question, feel free to email us at tuningthroughthestatic at gmail.com. Other than that, that's all I got. All right. Catch you on the next one. Later.